Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Fetal alcohol syndrome. That's my topic. Fetal alcohol syndrome is essentially the effect on a fetus, on the unborn child, as a result of the mother, during pregnancy, consuming alcohol. Whether that beer, wine, or spirits, or some form of alcohol. And obviously, the more alcohol, the worse effect it is on the child. The more and the sooner the, the mother drinks, the more that child is going to be impaired in all areas of life. Let's talk about that a little bit, because this is profound. We have a number of children in our world that live with and suffer as a result of their parents' irresponsibility, the mothers consuming alcohol during pregnancy. The Jewish people in the Old Testament were warned about this. So we've known about this syndrome since early days of history. In the book of Judges, the Hebrew people were told this, Behold, thou conceive, bear a son, and now drink no more wine or small or strong drink. You see, they knew from experience that mothers that consumed alcohol during pregnancy produced children that were impaired. So they were advised to no longer, you know, do that. There's a number of physical effects that show up in children whose mother consumed alcohol during pregnancy. They have a central nervous system disorder. That is, their brain is impaired. They have a smaller brain. They're more prone to have attention deficit disorder. Children are more prone to having learning disability. Children are more prone to have social adjustment disorders. They have a retarded growth rate of their body. Their head size is smaller, about the third percentile. And the facial abnormalities are notable. Cleft palates are frequent and common. Heart defects are common. Facial abnormalities are common. And that's one of the ways that we determine fetal alcohol syndrome. Just looking at the size of the head, the facial expressions and features, the physical features and some of the manifestations, and we can have a diagnosis of fetal alcohol syndrome. It comes about because alcohol is water, basically, and it's got substance in it. And then that diffuses throughout the biological system of the fetus of the child in utero, goes into all aspects, all organs, all parts of the body, including the brain. And then it's absorbed, and it is evenly distributed throughout the tissues of the brain. The barrier between the brain and the blood is broken down, and that alcohol goes into the brain from the blood, carried to the brain by the blood. And the fetal alcohol level is the same as the level of blood, or the uh, alcohol blood level of the mother. So it's one and the same. If the mother has a 0.04 level of alcohol, the child has a 0.04. If the mother has a 0.08, which is now at the illegal level, the child has a 0.08. You see, the child is as drunk as the mother. That's what fetal alcohol syndrome is all about. It basically harms the brain, harms the structure of the brain in, in its formation stage 
and all of its functions. 50% of these children are severely impaired. And obviously up to two, three, four drinks, the impairment is severe. The more the alcohol consumed, the more severe the effect on the child or upon the fetus. What are we talking about? We're talking about two and a half million infants born every year, born every year, have alcohol syndrome. You see, we are a country that allows alcohol to be consumed by mothers who are pregnant. We allow that. That's not illegal. It's unwise, it's unhealthy. And because we allow it, 2.5, 2.6 million children are born every year with alcohol syndrome. Maybe we ought to make that an illegal act. We haven't even called it child abuse at this point in time. Maybe we should. But we know that these kids are greatly impaired by the mother's drinking. 65% will be significantly disrupted in their behavior at school and their learning at school. 65%, almost all of them basically. 85% of them will have difficulty in independent living as they grow older. 60% will have legal problems. In other words, their judgment is off. They'll have legal problems. They'll have inappropriate sexual behavior. It will cost the taxpayer of America. Now get this amount. Fetal alcohol syndrome costs the American taxpayer about 320 to $350 million per year for the care and the repair and the education and the upkeep and the special needs and the special services provided children with fetal alcohol syndrome. Obviously, early intervention and special education is, in, is needed and is necessary and will greatly reduce the primary and the secondary problems related to fetal alcohol syndrome. So you see, we are a country that allows drugs legally to be imposed upon innocent, unprotected children who will then suffer the rest of their life as a result of their parents' irresponsibility of consuming alcohol. They will have problems in school. They will have problems in their social behavior. They'll have problems in their acquiring of skills necessary for employment. So there's an employment problem. These kids will not achieve life's abilities and goals and skills that otherwise they might have been able to do had the mother not consumed alcohol. These children require very special learning schedules and techniques. Educational systems have to accommodate to the children who have alcohol syndrome. They've set up special classes. They have to have special approaches to the education. Teachers need to be educated in the, train, the teaching and the training of children with fetal alcohol syndrome. They need repetitive exposure to information. They don't catch it the first time. You see? They need to have uh, abilities challenged and their abilities trained and retrained and retrained. So in other words, we have a group of kids who are at risk, who will not achieve at the level they could have otherwise because their mother consumed alcohol during pregnancy and put them at that risk level. So we need to make sure that we train these kids differently.
than they would otherwise. They'll have difficulty making decisions. We have to help them in that. Parents need, they'll need more parent guidance, more parent oversight. They learn tactily. They'll learn by feel and touch. They will not have good judgments. They won't have boundary, they'll have boundary problems. In other words, they'll have sexual and social problems with other people. Doing things and being places they should not be. Their judgment call is just going to be impaired. So we are in trouble if we allow parents, and here we're speaking of mothers, to consume alcohol during pregnancy. We need to rethink this. We need to put it under the context of child abuse. We need to put it under the context of illegal behavior and hold parents accountable for their behavior and make sure that these parents are prevented from alcohol consumption during pregnancy as much as possible. But what we also need to do is to educate our public. We need to educate mothers. We need to educate women prior to pregnancy to stop all consumption of alcohol as the Jewish women were instructed years and years and years and centuries ago. They're no different. We're in the same place that Jewish women were thousands and thousands of years ago. But if you are already pregnant, stop all alcohol consumption now. You've already done damage. You've already done damage. But stop it so that you minimize additional damage to your child during your pregnancy. Make sure that you have an assessment of that child, not at necessarily at birth, but certainly prior to school. And make sure that that child is evaluated for the learning disorders, the social disorders, and the physical manifestations that impair him or her so that they can be corrected as part of the school process and the school program. So if you have a child that you have already impaired as a result of your drinking during pregnancy, now it's your responsibility to make sure that child is totally evaluated and totally educated with the accommodations necessary for the level of disorder that your child has. And if you're thinking of being pregnant, you're working on that. This is part of your future. Stop your alcohol before your pregnancy. And we do know that women who consume alcohol and men who consume large amounts of alcohol have greater difficulty becoming pregnant. And we do know that drugs do the same thing. Marijuana and many of the other drugs prevent pregnancy from occurring. So couples that have difficulty becoming pregnant often are couples who are already consuming alcohol and drugs and have been doing so. And it takes three to six months for a woman, for a man to stop alcohol and stop drug use before their chances of becoming pregnant is normalized or is increased. So, you see, we have to do a lot of control, a lot of damage control. We need to prevent it. But when, ch when children are born as a result of an um, alcohol-laden mother, that child has special needs. That's why that child needs to be cared for in a very special way. 
So it's up to you. It's in your lap. It's in your ballpark. And make sure you do something about it, okay? Fetal alcohol syndrome is real. Fetal alcohol syndrome is devastating. Fetal alcohol syndrome is expensive. Fetal alcohol syndrome impairs and wipes away the potential of children becoming successful and achieving and contributing to our society, minimizes their potential, and increases the need for them to have special care, educationally and in their home and their community and in all different ways. So there we are. Good to talk to you, and uh, thanks for joining me today on the podcast. Tough topic, but one in which we need to be aware of and we need to take into account how we are behaving before we're pregnant, but certainly while pregnant. If you stop your drinking before pregnancy, good. If you're pregnant and now drinking, stop. That would be good. And you know what would be even better? Don't start up again afterwards. Let it just be part of the past of your life. Best thing you can do. Bye for now.